another episode of today's Medical Sales Leader, where we dive into the world of medical sales and uncover the incredible stories and the incredible people making a difference in this industry. I'm your hostess, Claire Davis, and today we have an extraordinary guest with us. He's joining us all the way from Texas, Dallas-Fort Worth, and it's Chase Wasson. So, Chase, welcome to the show. I am so glad you're here. We bumped into each other on LinkedIn, and I have been following your journey for a while now. So, thank you so much. It's an honor to have you on the show. Well, the pleasure is mine, Claire, and can't thank you enough and the privilege and the opportunity to be a guest and uh, look forward to, to our conversation. Awesome. Me too. And you know what? If um, if anybody here listening hasn't met Chase, be sure to follow him, like his stuff, get all over his content. He is making major, major waves in this industry right now. But let me ask you this if you're listening. Have you ever thought about what it really takes to make a leader in the healthcare space? Well, Chase is not just an accomplished healthcare industry leader, but also a force to be reckoned with both on and off the field. So from being a state championship quarterback, because why I'm really excited to have you here today, because I think it's so fascinating what makes us into the leaders that we are today. And when I found out that you have this deep sports background, I knew I had to talk to you about it. I know it's got to be part of your story. So do you feel like those early days and those underpinnings of teamwork and camaraderie and everything that you do in football has something uh, to do with the way that you lead uh, teams and companies today? Well, you're, you're taking me way back, Claire, uh, so, so don't let the suit fool you uh, nowadays, but I, I appreciate you touching on that because absolutely, I, I think the, the life lessons that you learn through being part of any team, any competitive environment, learning to overcome adversity, they're formed early on. And, and for me personally, you know, part of my success, well, the majority of my success has always been around the people that I've been fortunate to surround myself with. Mm-hmm. You talk about back to, you know, the high school days, um, privilege to play in what still is probably the most well-respected and dominant high school football program in the nation, South Lake Carroll. Um, you know, I was part of, you know, great teammates, great coaches, but really a locker room and a culture where everyone was pulling for the same mission. And those are things that you learn through, you know, competitive sports. I'll touch on the football journey that, that are really transferable to driving success, creating culture, you know, creating synergy, setting the expectation of excellence that was formed early on um, in my journey. A lot of that, and and I think most successful individuals are obviously tasked or, or have had the privilege to be around folks that they really aspire to be. And, and for me, coaches, more or less having a, a coach as my dad was a huge impact on my life. So, you know, I grew up in kind of the locker room. Football helped mold and shape the mindset, that competitive mentality that, that I still try to, to bring um, today as a healthcare industry partner. But definitely the times on the gridiron um, have definitely helped forge the work ethic, the mindset, the mentality, and, and really the, the overall just every day is an opportunity to not only win for patients, but to put your organization and yourself as an individual in a position to win and move the ball forward. So that was, I think, a great foundation um, that's really helped not only catapult my career, but give me a lens into always wanting to surround myself with great people to ultimately, you know, align to those same goals and achieve ultimately the win, whether it's sports, you know, healthcare sales, et cetera. 
Well, you know, and I, I appreciate you bringing that up to supporting the win, right? Because one thing I really admired was that you took that you took your football experience, and I know we're going way back in the archives here, but I love how you identified an opportunity where you could even make an impact on sports. So I was reading about co- your co-founding of EXO Texas. So can you tell me a little bit about you know how that um, passion for football and and sportsmanship and leadership transitioned into a business opportunity? Yeah, well, you know, the one thing I think you'll hear a constant theme with myself and other leaders that have had success in any environment is leveraging relationships and creating trusted partnerships to drive success. As we look back kind of on, on that part of my journey, Exo Texas was actually forged with a former um, teammate of mine at University of Oklahoma, who is still one of my best friends, but, but he and I, you know, former competitive athletes, there's obviously a need for protection within you know, the football landscape and, and, and other sports environment. But we found a need um, for, you know, kind of the evolution of where concussions were going with football and the need to address safety, et cetera. We forged um, Exo Texas at the time. We partnered with one of the largest um, distributors of, of a technology called Unequal Technologies, which was a Kevlar kind of protective you know, gear. I personally had never been in the orthopedic space, but one of our other partners was um, Dr. Daniel Worrell, who's one of the most well-respected, even to this day, orthopedic surgeons uh, throughout the country. He was one of our partners. But, you know, that was a great learning experience to take kind of the, you know, the relationships that I had made in football, had some success, you know, in the healthcare sector already, but look at ways to forge, you know, some, you know, some ancillary avenues to, to bring income into myself, but also be involved in kind of the passion, which was football and sports at the time. So we had a lot of success with that venture, myself and my partner, Derek Gove, who now runs one of the largest healthcare consulting organizations um, in the country now. So, you know, I just say that, Claire, to I think the life lesson for our listeners and for the folks that are looking to also have kind of that entrepreneurial mindset is where are your relationships are you going to surround yourself with like-minded individuals that, that kind of track to what you're driving towards? What do you have a passion for? And when all those things combined, you know, that's a recipe for success. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, my husband and I joke all the time, like there are so many different um, takes on how to build that network and, and how our network really ends up building us and how difficult it can be to kind of fine-tune what that network looks like. You know, who are we really surrounding ourselves with? So I love that you helped uh, bring this mission to life by by just involving such incredible minds because that really shows me a collaborative effort. You know, we don't always have to have all the answers, but really the power is when we can bring in people who are on par and as passionate as we are and experts in their industry, like, you know, your friend who was a specialist in orthopedics. So um, so that brings me to healthcare. Obviously, you're making an incredible impact here. And what about healthcare really drew you in? And um, I'd love to also hear how you've seen healthcare evolve over the last 10 years into what it looks like today from your perspective. Well, I will tell you, the only exposure I had early on to healthcare or pharma sales or device sales was love and other drugs, the movie. Um, you know, when I finished my playing career and, and finished you know, school um, at University of Oklahoma while I was pursuing my master's, 
I, I met an individual who still to this day is a, is a mentor and, and has a ton of success, an individual by the name of Kenneth Nobles, who mm. is now an executive um, at Indivior Pharmaceuticals, had a long career at AstraZeneca Pharmaceuticals. But I had very little exposure to what is pharmaceutical sales, what is a medical device rep, and, and fact forward, not to, you know, divulge a lot of time, but but it was the relationship that I had with Kenneth that initially opened the door. And at the time, Claire, 15, 16 years ago, a lot of these organizations had what they called talent acquisition days. And I had the opportunity to, you know, interview kind of in a round robin setting um, with a variety of different companies. One of those was AstraZeneca Pharmaceuticals. And I was very fortunate. Um, you know, I, I was hired by AstraZeneca right out of college. Um, very privileged to essentially walk into probably too easy of an opportunity in the extent that I was fortunate to be a part of Crestor. I was fortunate to be part of Nexium. So these are blockbuster, multi-billion dollar drugs, you know, tremendous payer coverage. Um, and, and really, you know, the training that I got at AstraZeneca from a corporate standpoint as far as process, clinical acumen, how to approach the end user being physician or the impact of the total office call, those were things that, you know, you can read about, you can, you know, see on a movie, you know, with love and other drugs. And until you kind of go through that formalized training and understand what the day in the life as an industry partner really looks like, um, I had no idea until I truly, you know, hit the ground running. So, you know, that was my first exposure to the industry. And, and we can kind of talk through the evolution of what I've seen in the last 15 years, but I will tell you, that's how I was able to at least get my foot in the door was through the networking and really an individual taking a chance on giving me an opportunity to position myself. And then, you know, like anything, once you get your opportunity, you produce and good things continue to happen. Yeah, I think that's an art, you know, uh, and I'm so glad that you mentioned that because you, you, something that's a recurring theme already um, is mentorship and networking. And, and these aren't new concepts, right? I mean, these are things, especially in this industry, it's who you know and who you know. Like, that's that's really uh, what it always has come down to. But I think that it's the way that you carry forward those relationships and the ability to, like you had, see and recognize the opportunity that's there and then run with it. Because there's one thing to be presented with opportunities. There's an, quite another thing to actually leverage what's in front of us. So can you... Another thing I've really appreciated now that I've been following your journey for a while is that you do continue to expand upon the opportunities that come to, come toward you and the effects can be felt. It's almost like a contagious thing. Wherever you go, um, you know, opportunity seems to follow. And in my experience with the executives that I work with, with their career branding, Often I find that when someone has a roadmap that I can track along and see these successes, it's because it's not just that they're great at winning, but they have they've created a system for winning. And so something that I've seen you talk about recently has been your win the day motto. And I'd sort of love to hear, you know, what does that system for success really look like for you? Because I suspect that whether you, um, you know, initially recognized it, you know, and, and practiced it intentionally or perhaps recognize it now and have, have coined this incredible movement and term of win the day, um, that it's, it's pretty strategic and it's systematic. Would you say so? 
Well, I, I appreciate you highlighting that, and, and by no means did I did I coin you know the three words of when, the, and day. But when you put those together, when you combine it with a process, and I'm also a very big believer, Claire, in dream your painting, paint your dream. So oh, yeah. part of the way I've tried to navigate from a career perspective is, and I'll, I'll kind of digress back to the initial, you know, my initial journey right at AstraZeneca. I was in the primary care side of the arena. You know, that was my first foray into what is healthcare, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you've got great coverage for a product. You call them primary care physicians. It's kind of, you've got your small Rolodex of, of call points. That's not necessarily the big leagues of healthcare sales, right? But that's the process to start as a, you know, a salesperson, understand, you know, what's the impact of a primary care physician? Where are they then referring those patients? How is that impacting the, the, the IDN? How is that IDN tied to the fair? What's the surgical ramifications of some of the ambulatory surgery centers that are tied back to that original PCP? So I, I say all that to say, when I started this journey in healthcare, I got in it very naive. As I started watching those that were having a lot of success and morphing their career, and you've touched on this, trusting the guidance of great mentors and great leaders to kind of guide and direct, you know, the path of where I want to want to go. There's been a constant theme, and that theme is what you talked about: win the day. And, and kind of the, my mantra is, if it ends in why, you choose to win the day. And so I've tried to, you know, emulate that not only from a from a personal perspective, but that, that corporate grind, so to speak. And so that's from a from a tailoring my 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 career standpoint. I've looked at every move I've wanted to make. Is it strategic? Am I going to gain knowledge? Am I going to gain net, you know, a, a networking opportunity to continue to impact? And what is this job? going to position me for the next opportunity. And I've been very fortunate through my career and journey that every step I've taken, um, you know, there's been challenges, there's been different trials and tribulations, but they've been tremendous learning experiences for me to continue to impact both provider, patient, internal and external customer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And do you think that, um, can, can you break apart a little bit what sort of specifics you mean um, or maybe what are some some hurdles that people who want to win the day will be overcoming with this new mindset? Well, a lot of it, right, is it, it's easy to talk it. It's a different model to walk it, right? And mm-hmm. so I'm I'm a big believer in not everyone has to be you know obsessed with fitness, obsessed with reading. The the new the new jive right is obsessed with cold plunge to really get your mind and body you know in sync, etc. But I, I do think, you know, kind of the process to win the day is having a process, having kind of a, a succinct, you know, um, schedule, if you will, especially if you're in the healthcare sector as an industry partner. You know, the days, the days and nights can be very long. They're, they're very erratic. There's, it's constantly fourth and one from a productivity standpoint that things are constantly shuffling. But, you know, kind of routine, I think, creates behavior. And I'm a big believer in creating a routine from a lifestyle standpoint that, you know, shows that, number one, you're very passionate about the way you come across from a brand, you know, presentation standpoint. Um, I think that's something for all, you know, whatever line of work you're into, you know, a lot of times you do judge a book by its cover. Well, you as an individual, especially in this day and age, you are the brand, right? You're the first thing a customer thinks of. So regardless of what you're representing, the way you carry yourself and just the, 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 the presence you're putting out there, 
is itself reflection of the commitment to what are you putting in your body? What are you reading? What are you doing from an exercise standpoint? To to me, these are big drivers and and really give the perspective to from the customer standpoint of if I'm in front of you saying that from an organizational standpoint, we're going to deliver on service, on, you know, clinical excellence, on giving you the resources necessary to make your life easier as an end user, then when you look at me, I want to make sure that I'm giving that presentation back to you that, you know, I'm very conscious of the attention to detail it takes to win the day. Right, right. You know, that's so interesting. I'm a, I'm a huge uh, fan of um, Andrew Huberman. You ever watch the, listen to the Huberman yeah. Lab? Yeah. And there is a, a show that he has, I think, repeated from his his podcast now three different times. And he backs everything with science. I know as much as, as you also devi- derive a lot of your strategy from scientific uh, data. And a couple of specific things that he mentions are in the very beginning of your day, that's what's going to return that's what's going to determine how the rest of your day actually unfolds and how we will have a great impact on others or if we're going to have our light diminished a little bit and so a couple things that he mentioned that I've been practicing this quarter um are when you get up in the morning instead of hitting the coffee pot walking outside and getting some sunshine on your face and apparently that direct light from the sun wakes our body up and plays uh, uh, plays well with our circadian rhythms, I guess. And so that is a much better way to start at the very, very beginning where I had been drinking coffee 30 seconds out after my feet hit the floor for 20 years, right? So, um, you know, just little specifics like that I think are so, so important. And I'm really encouraged to hear that this is the shift that, that you and, and companies that you lead are making and, and encouraging people to embrace. Because if we don't take care of ourselves, and as you said, we are the brand, so it doesn't matter what we're selling or what we have or who we're helping, if we don't take care of ourselves first, it's going to be harder to be productive, to get gain buy-in and trust from other people. So are there any um, little specifics that when you're saying, okay, for anybody listening here that's new today and they want to start winning the day, they should try thing one, thing two, or thing three. What are a couple specifics you'd recommend? Well, if, if I told you my routine, you'd probably, uh, you know, question my sanity. Uh, but, but I would say <laughs> Let's this. Let's hear number it. One, yeah, number one. You know, I, I think I'm up a little bit too early to, to, to get the sun hitting me to really start the day. But I would say I, I find a lot of value personally in starting my day very early. Um, I'm very routine centric in a sense of, you know, not everyone has access to a gym. Not everyone has access to, you know, the cold plunges, the saunas, et cetera. Everyone has access in my mind to, you know, essentially you know, push-ups, pull-ups, you know, doing a lot of body weight type you know, exercise. So for me personally, I like waking up extremely early. Um, I'm a big believer in, in, in trying to tease some of the buddies that I'm, I'm involved with that, you know, you want to be up before the rooster crows. So I think that sets the stage right of waking up with the mindset to win personally as far as whatever that gets you going. Reading, uh, Bible study, you know, working out, whatever that piece is where you can, you know, kind of take yourself out of that corporate mindset and get yourself ready to to attack the day from a, a 
family side, from a, a work workflow side. So I would challenge, you know, our listeners, especially those in healthcare, you know, start your day with something that makes you feel like you've won before the day starts. Mm-hmm. Um, that's big for me. Um, you know, and then I, I also think one thing that's that always gets people going is, you know, surround yourself with like-minded individuals. So keep mm-hmm. a circle of people, you know, that are within your corner that, you know, may not, may not think exactly like you, but, but are going to challenge you to kind of keep those routines of success. And that's been something for me personally, that, that I've got a small group of folks that, that I'm, I'm dialed in with daily that, that hold each other accountable, um, that, you know, give each other a hard time if you're not kind of rising to win, uh, kind of rise, shine, grind, impact is, is, is some of the things that, that we talk through daily as, as, as our small circle. But, you know, those are just some of the personal things, um, especially those of us with kids. I think that keeps us just as busy before we get out the door and probably the most most priority uh, as well as, you know, making sure you're spending time with those little ones and family to, you know, really mold them to that same mindset. Yes, so many of our listeners here are in healthcare and also parents. And so, you know, Chase, what I really appreciate about what you shared is that you're keying in on something that's so critical and I think can present a hurdle in itself for a lot of people listening here. And certainly was for me and and, in some ways I'm sure still is, but it's comparing what we're doing to others when what you're sharing is, You've got to find what works for you because maybe the 5 a.m. club isn't for everybody and that's not the best time for them to be uh, really engaged and really fill that um, mental cup, right? Sure. Uh, maybe they're maybe they're more productive at night. Maybe that's when they feel refreshed and that's when they can kind of uh, wind down or even ramp up. Maybe that's when their best thoughts come. Um So I think that's really important to note that when you are winning the day, the first step is to identify, it sounds like, what winning looks like for you, right? So if somebody, um, if somebody wanted to think, okay, um, what are some, what are some things that maybe I'm missing that would be helpful to setting me up for success so that I can win the day. Cause I think a lot of us think about, you know, exercise, nutrition. Um, I don't know if as many think about the circle and the, the friends that we keep, right. That's definitely important, but what are some, are there any other things that people generally miss that they can really use to win the day outside of those that we've kind of heard a lot about? Well, well let me tie this back to kind of the healthcare side, Claire, if you don't mind. And, and I think sure. this will really resonate for your audience and, and for those that are looking to continue to expand kind of their you know, success within the healthcare sector. I would also challenge, you know, especially as an industry partner, right? You know, our, our end users, our physicians, the, the executives of, of health systems, health plans, et cetera, whether it's IT, you name it, they're also winning the day in whatever they're trying to do. So mm-hmm. part of really building rapport with your customer base is letting them truly see your authentic self. And I think that, that to me, as I've grown in healthcare and, and the gentleman that has been probably the most impactful person on my journey from a sales side, as far as demeanor, as far as presentation style, as far as, you know, putting themselves in front of a customer to truly win the day, win the moment, set the expectation with the customer that, you know, I'm here to serve, but I'm also here as a partner to, you know, collaborate together is an individual by the name of Darren Rack. 
Okay. Mm. And I, and I bring this up and it'll come full circle. Darren taught me a couple things as far as kind of that win the day and how can you set yourself apart with the customer is in healthcare. And it's no different today than it was probably 10 to 15 years ago. The rules are a little different of it as far as engagement, what you can and can't do as an industry partner, but the service side and the customer buying into you as a brand prior to buying into the, the whatever product you represent is still in my eyes, you know, he's one of the first and foremost important things. So, so what Darren taught me is establishing trust and connectivity to the customer before you're able to ever get into the you know, clinical attributes, the differentiation of the product, the, the financial benefits, et cetera. But those are things that I think are very transferable to your audience, and especially the way healthcare is moving, where our end users are controlled you know, a lot by payers, a lot by pathways, a lot by automated decisions that are out of their control. What are you doing daily as an individual or industry representative to differentiate yourself? And part of that differentiation, I think, and what I've seen is really creating that trust and that peer-to-peer kind of synergy with your your customer base where, you know, you heard me talk about you've got a group of friends that, you know, you're talking with. My friends and my customers, I try to be the same people with. And I think when your customer can start to see, I mean, this is how this guy's wired. And we may not always align on the same thing all the time, but when they understand this is your approach, it's a win-win. And then the trust starts. Um, So I did want to touch on that, um, Mm -hmm. especially to the healthcare side, is the differentiation comes in yourself, especially in kind of this commoditized world. What will you do to separate your brand from the competition? Yeah. You know, it's it's amazing to me how trust really plays such a factor in business in every segment. I mean, really, we could be talking about any market other than healthcare and including healthcare when it comes mm-hmm. to building that trust in your customer. You are so right. Um, what I find is really interesting and, and an early learning when I was uh, shadowing, when I worked in a, at a precision medicine company uh, way back when, I won't date myself right now, but, um, and I was riding along with my first um, oncology sales specialist and he was showing me the ropes. We we're going in and out of the OR. And I remember um, things were changing at the company and he knew that his time was going to come to an end with the company and he was already on to the next opportunity that was coming. And so he was he was talking to his physicians here in the OR, and he said, hey, I just want you to know Claire's going to be taking care of you. I'm, I'm going to be going to this other company. And I, as a young green rep, thought, okay, well, that's pretty much it. And then he'll probably have to start from scratch with this new project product that he's selling with his physicians. But sure enough, that physician turned around and said, all right. And we'll call him Terry. (laughs) He said, all right, Terry, what you got? I'll try it. And I was floored, Chase, because it was the first window I had into the deep trust. And it's such a key reminder that we still want to do business with people that we trust and that we know and that we like. People want to do business with who they like, right? And it was the very first time that I had heard from a surgeon say, yeah, wherever you're going, 
I believe in you. I trust you. So I will try it because I put my uh, confidence in the kind of work that you do and the kind of company that you would represent, Terry. It was phenomenal. And so I'm sure you see, you know, that a lot. It's, it's a really tangible, um, visceral feeling that I get from the people at the company because they seem to have this really deep underlying belief and championing of the product. And not that other reps don't in their companies, but there's really something special special there. So is that something that you really hone in on when you're leading the company and um, building the organization from top to bottom as brand champions? Well, I, I think, you know, we have what's called the mom rule where every time we're approaching a situation, what would you do for your mom? And I think that type of mentality has cascaded itself down to our, you know, commercial sales team who, you know, day to day there are challenges, right? There's different dynamics that are driving behaviors with both physicians, with pathology, with, with payers, but the one controllable, and, and we're very big myself on control what you can control is the way we show up, the service that we provide, and the passion around the clinical acumen and, and really the things that we can offer to our end users, which are providers, which are pathologists, which are healthcare, you know, system leaders on here is why we feel like within our organization or at Keras, we're providing the best blueprint for you to provide the best care and decision making for your, you know, particular patients, which is obviously whatever you're representing. Um, I think in healthcare, those that have success and will continue to propel their career, you know, patients are at the fore- forefront of what everyone's driving towards. So when all those things align and you have the support, you know, from the very top to drive that vision, it just, you know, it lends itself to your commercial, you know, counterparts all being in lockstep to, to provide exceptional service and really be that brand that the customer trusts and believes in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that there's a mom rule. I had no idea. <laughs> That's phenomenal. What a great way to lead. We have, we have a similar one in the, um, in the resume writing world. It's the grandmother rule, but it's a, it, it's a little bit on a different plane. It's if you wouldn't share it with your grandmother at her Thanksgiving table, don't put it on the internet or on your resume. That's right. That's right. <laughs> These matriarchs, they, they really have a lot to teach us, right? That's right. You know, your, 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 your mothers, your grandmothers, I think they, they, they obviously mold you better than anyone. So those are, those are great, great life lessons. Absolutely. So, you know, you've been, you've been around the block here. You've, you're, you're 40 under 40 in cancer care. Um, you're doing huge things in the industry. Where do you see the industry going? Do you think we're going to see uh, more of the same when it comes to how we interact with physicians and get new products to market? Or do you think that things are going to change with the evolution of AI and uh, the, the new access challenges that are ever present in healthcare? Well, I, it's a great question, Claire. I, I can tell you from from personal perspective, right, and we touched a little bit on this, you know, 10, 15 years ago, as an industry partner, if your you know, particular customer wanted to use your, whether it's drug, whether it's device, they had autonomic decision power to say, yes, I want to use this. Mm-hmm. As I've seen the evolution, you know, expand, you know, contracts are driving behavior, um, you know, PBMs and, and, and payers are dictating a lot of prescribing, you know, habits with, with providers. In the space I'm in, in the precision medicine side, you're seeing a lot of consolidation of, you know, hospitals developing their own internal panels. 
So I think you're going to continue to see the evolution of innovation is going to continue to drive behavior. Those companies and organizations that, that are adapting and innovating the way they're delivering their sales model um, is going to be key. I do think you're going to see, you know, a continued evolution of, you know, access continues to be a big barrier, even post-COVID, into the customer base. That being said, there's now a new avenue where you can outreach to customers. And we touched on this early on. You know, social media is playing a, 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 a much bigger deal in you can reach, you know, a multitude of customers with a few clicks. So that's where it goes back to what type of brand are you driving to represent your organization? Um, but, you know, I think we're, we're going to continue to see evolution. Um, we're going to continue to see innovation. Big data, I think, is going to drive um, a lot more, you know, positive outcomes for both patients and providers. So how, how companies are able to leverage, you know, data um, and, and try to drive synergy around clinical trials, um, et cetera, with their particular customer base will be key. But, at the end of the day, organizations are always going to need individuals that, number one, represent themselves with the utmost integrity, class, trust, and a brand that the customer respects. So I don't think that will ever go away. But I do think the evolution of, of AI, those that are staying up to par on, on how to leverage chat GPT, you know, mm -hmm. how are you going to continue to stay up with the trends in the social form and, you know, continue to develop a personal brand while leveraging that for corporate success is where I think you're going to see organizations either thrive or kind of stay status quo. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I'm a big believer that magnets, you know, always find a way to attract themselves. So I think those companies that are you know, in, in that space that are constantly pressing innovation, you know, uh, aligning themselves with the right, you know, payer contracts and the right kind of KOLs or, or, or industry leaders in particular therapeutic areas that, that buy into their kind of belief or, you know, when you get, when you get customer, payer and, and consumer all aligned to the same vision, that's where the magic happens as far as truly winning the day um, together. That's amazing. And you know what? It's so refreshing. Um, having been in this industry for a while myself uh, as well, sometimes it can feel like healthcare takes a bit longer than other industries to catch up and to catch fire with trends. And I am, there's a lot of reason for that, right? There's a lot of regulation. There, it, we're dealing with health. We're not dealing with fax machines. Like it, I get it, but I'm so, it's so refreshing. And I'm so inspired to hear um, from leaders like you and companies like yours who are really embracing this new way of social marketing and reaching our customers the way that they want to be interacted with. And I think that's what it has come down to me um, to come down to for me lately is that it's not just because it's easier or, hey, we can scale this, but also, you know, this is the thing that we have in our pocket all the time and That's physicians right. as well. And it's so much easier for them to just flip open a message or to experience you where they're already interacting instead of trying to carve out additional areas or space in their day when they really want to be focusing on the patients that they care about. So I am so inspired by what you're doing. And you know what, Chase, just today in this conversation, a couple of my key takeaways that I've already had, and I'm sure everybody listening has as well, is number one, you are the brand, and this is something that I think the industry is finally coming around to, and I'm so glad to see it because the way that people experience us is 
how they determine whether they want to do business with us or not, regardless of what we're carrying in some in some cases. Um, number two, because things are always shifting, it's really important to start creating those routines that can support us not just professionally, but personally. Because like you shared today, if we're not taking care of ourselves personally, there's no way we can show up as our best selves professionally either. Which brings me to number three, winning looks different for everyone. So I love that you shared that if the day ends in Y, it's a great day to win the day and it looks different for everyone. So it's really worth finding out what winning, what that those things are that we can do that really fulfill us and set us up for success look like for us individually. So I'm on fire for this. I'm inspired by what you do. Um, if more people want to find out about you and win the day and, uh, and, and how they can really embrace and practice this kind of thinking for themselves, where do you suggest that they go? Well, first off, Claire, I can't thank you enough for just the opportunity uh, to, to talk to you and, and be a part of this program. Uh, you know, honor, privilege, and, and know that you're doing tremendous thing, even in the resume world, et cetera. But, you know, for me personally, I, you know, I've touched on this. I've been blessed to be surrounded by great, great leaders, great mentors, individuals that I truly aspire to be like. So, you know, anyone that, that ever wants, you know, a mentor, mentorship, mentee type relationship. I'm on all the social forums, um, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You know, I try to keep a lot of stuff as private as possible uh, with the family side. But, you know, LinkedIn, I would say, is the best way to connect. Um, you know, authenticity is huge for me. So anything I can do to, you know, be a sounding board or, or give guidance, I've been honored and privileged to be a part of a lot of, you know, former athletes that are kind of graduating and, you know, give them a little guidance on, you know, what does the healthcare industry partner life look like? And I will tell everyone, and I'll leave on this, Claire, you know, everyone sees, I guess, maybe the glitz and the glamour of what could come of, of industry success from a financial perspective and what that can, you know, afford your lifestyle. It all starts with hard work. It all starts with the ability to, you know, kind of take control of your career, leverage relationships, build trust, and continue to sharpen the sword um, and be an asset to your company and to your customers. So I would just encourage anyone and everyone that's out there to, to reach out to me. If there's any way I can be a resource, definitely plug in. And I'll leave you with this. If it ends in why, we choose to win the day. Yes, I love it. Thank you, Chase. You are an absolute gem. Like Chase said, please be sure to follow him, reach out to him on LinkedIn, and believe you me, he is absolutely dead square on about mentorship and networking. So take his advice seriously, guys. If you're listening here today, it is absolutely worth getting the right people in your corner and staying open with that learner's mind to continue to learn from incredible people like Chase here today. So Chase, I am incredibly honored. You know how blessed I feel to have you on the show today. Thank you for everything that you're doing in healthcare. I really believe in what you're doing. And everyone for joining us today, thank you very much. Every single one of you is the reason that we do this show. And I'm so grateful for you joining us to learn these valuable lessons and hear these captivating stories and get this whole lot of inspiration from people like Chase Watson here. So thanks, everybody, for joining us. Thank you, Chase. And until next time, thanks for joining us on today's Medical Sales Leader. We'll see you next time. 